the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump addressed a big crowd in Commerce, Georgia on Saturday night. He says the Make America Great Again movement is pushing back against the left. No matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our American liberty is your God-given right. Several other politicians seeking office in Georgia also spoke at the rally. A Colorado wildfire south of Boulder that forced about 20,000 people to flee is listed at about 21% contained today. Most evacuation orders have now been lifted. This is SRN News. Who will be Minnesota's next AG? Come support the future of our state at the Minnesota Leadership Forum on Thursday the 31st. Leading conservative candidates running for attorney general will debate hot topics like rampant crime and cracking down on sanctuary cities. A straw poll will be taken while Liz Collin of Alpha News moderates the evening. Support the future of Minnesota and defend our conservative values. Reserve your seat now at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280 The Patriot from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And hey, I hope you're going to be at Providence Academy on Thursday night, because if you're not, boy, are you missing out. A night of debate with leading conservative candidates for attorney general. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. But if you can't make it in person, don't worry. We'll be carrying it live here on The Patriot, streaming with our free app. The Narn with Brad Carlson is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, I know Mitch, uh, when he does his Saturday broadcast, uh, gives the plethora of social media platforms out there. Uh, which I am not on or have not accessed or what have you. So I'm still using the big dogs, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I know uh, they can be uh, kind of, uh, shall we say, uh, rhetorically fascist. But, uh, you know, they're still uh, it's still very ubiquitous. And, uh, you know, preaching to the choir isn't necessarily the, the best way to go about it. So I'm utilizing uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, we do have our uh, live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Again, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and we can officially get our show started because Gary from War Road is checking in saying hello <laughs> on our Facebook live stream. Uh, Gary is as reliable as they come, apparently, because every week he uh, checks in and says hello. Hello up in War Road, Gary. I uh, hope you are having some nice weather. It's about 20, 25 degrees down here. I can only imagine what it's like as you get further north, but 
Appreciate it, as always, Gary, for your support. I want to uh, get to probably one of the more talked-about stories from this uh, past week, and that, of course, is the confirmation hearings for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. She, of course, uh, is uh, slated to replace uh, Justice Breyer, who uh, Stephen Breyer, who will be retiring at the end of this latest Supreme Court term, which ends in the summer. And there was a, uh, you know, pretty much hearings like this now, you can pretty much draft a script of what progressives, the progressive left, secular progressives, whatever you want to call them, how they're going to react to Republicans on the Judiciary Committee questioning a you know, selection by a Democrat president. Now, the last time a Democrat president was in the White House, of course, Barack Obama, he got two Supreme Court picks, uh, Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan. And the Democrats had a significant majority in the Senate, so there, and at the time there was a 60 volt threshold to cut off debate and then move to an up or down vote. Well, the Democrats, like I say, had such a significant majority in the Senate. All it took was a couple of three Republicans to vote along with every Democrat to cut off debate. And then there was an up or down vote. And because, like I say, the Dems had the majority, uh, Sotomayor and Kagan's confirmation hearings pretty much sailed through without any consequence. So this idea that uh, progressives are attacking the way Republicans questioned Katanji Brown-Jackson is utterly laughable in the face of what took place three and a half years ago when Judge Brett Kavanaugh was up for his confirmation hearings. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a bit, but I, want, I, I, just, I just want to start with this. First off, Joe Biden, when, when it was indicated that Justice Breyer was going to retire. Hey, that rhymes. I'm a poet. I don't know it. Justice Breyer to retire. Uh, (laughs) uh, Right away, President Biden indicated that he is going to nominate a black female to replace Justice Breyer because, you know, wants more diversity on the court. The court should represent people of the United States. And, you know, I don't necessarily I don't disagree with that at all. But the fact that you frame it that way, that, well, I'm going to uh, put up a, a black female. Well, okay, Asian Americans, Hispanics uh, need not apply, apparently. You know, there are, plenty of, uh, there are plenty of them that are qualified, but yet they're immediately excluded from this process. And so when conservatives, whether it's, you know, conservative uh, commentators, uh, citizens and elected officials alike point out that fact. All of a sudden, the Democrats say, "Well, you know, Judge uh, 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 Judge Jackson, you have a, a very a distinguished record, not only as a public defender but as a as a as a jurist, you know, federal court appointment, and yet these Republicans, our Republican colleagues." They're going to try to say that this was nothing more than a diversity pick. You know, it's like, no. What they're saying is they're pointing out how Joe Biden immediately made the process contentious by saying Hispanics, Asian Americans, all other minorities need not apply. It's going to be a black female. Okay. Now, if in your vetting you decided that Katanji Brown Jackson was going to be your pick, because she was the most qualified, okay, fine. It just so happens she's a black a black female. No problem. And I think people are also a little gun-shy because the pres- uh, when then-candidate Joe Biden said, well, my running mate will be a female of color. And then it ends up being Kamala Harris, who is such a disaster that she didn't even make it to the Iowa caucuses when she was running for president herself in 2020. And has been an unmitigated disaster on the national stage as now vice president. 
So you can understand why people are a little uh, hesitant because it's like, well, his uh, only criteria is it has to be a minority female. Qualifications be damned, i.e. Kamala Harris as vice president. But this is so you can understand where this was going when you had senators like uh, Ted Cruz and and Josh Hawley and Marsha Blackburn asking tough questions of Judge Jackson and her judicial philosophy. Suddenly, you knew it was coming. The, the The racist misogynist card came out. And this was this this is what infuriates me about people who who are I just demanding equality in you know females and minorities minority females they should all have equal opportunity for these high profile jobs and again I one hundred percent agree they should be give, given absolutely equal consideration as anybody no doubt about it but my my what is most angering to me is you want the equal opportunity for in this case a black female but you don't want the equal scrutiny that's the insinuation that seems to be put forth when you criticize republicans for asking tough questions about her judicial philosophy now you can argue that the line of questioning about judge jackson's sentencing of those in possession of child porn, they were questioning that, hey, the sentences are awfully lenient here. You can say, you know what, that's not really a relevant line of questioning because the Supreme Court is obviously ruling on matters uh, related to the Constitution. And Judge Jackson, her sentencing appeared to be in line with a lot of the judiciary ruling on similar cases. You could argue that from that standpoint, and I I would probably even grant you your point. But the idea that questioning her on that, a specific tenet of her job is somehow misogynistic and racist, it that's just it's silly. And I think it's also relevant because I guess in her I I don't I I forget which particular court she sits on now but in her confirmation hearing for the court she currently sits on she flat out said you know i don't really have any experience or any background on ruling on constitutional matters well okay that that should be relevant here that line of questioning should absolutely be relevant but again progressives want it both ways you know they want the they want to be the first to you know hey look at this the first uh, uh, black female to to sit on the the Supreme Court yeah it was Democrats who uh, who did that and the and the, and the first uh, um, you know minority female was uh, Sonia Sotomayor okay nominated by Barack Obama now they don't they they don't get the distinction of the first female in the court that was uh, Sandra Day O'Connor who uh, actually yesterday uh, was her uh, was her birthday. For what that's worth, Sandra Day O'Connor was the first ever uh, female to be uh, nominated and subsequently confirmed to the Supreme Court. That was done by a Republican president. But again, Ronald Reagan wasn't looking so much to say, I want to put the first woman on the court. It's like, who is the most qualified that I can find? Oh, look at this. Uh, Judge Sandra Day O'Connor, who happens to be a woman. Bears the thought. So, yeah, uh, the attacks were disingenuous, but probably the worst take on this whole situation was the Washington Post big surprise right came out with a take that saying the Republicans questioning Judge Jackson they were so disrespectful and so denigrating that this was worse than the Kavanaugh hearings Brett Kavanaugh who three and a half years ago nominated by then President Donald Trump was accused of sexually assaulting a woman 35 years earlier when Brett Kavanaugh and his accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, were teenagers. And then later, accusations came out that he was part of a gang rape by Michael Avenatti, the attorney Michael Avenatti, who was re- representing Julie Swetnick. Uh, Julie Swetnick's uh, allegations were 
soon after 100% debunked, and now Michael Avenatti, that sleazebag, is in jail. So, But yet, progressives ran with it and tried to get remove Brett Kavanaugh as the nominee for the Supreme Court. But yet, somehow, Republicans questioning Judge Jackson on her judicial philosophy is worse than baseless, and I do say baseless, allegations of sexual assault. Yeah, we're going to bring the receipts when we come back, and take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Facebook page, so check us out there as well. Leave a comment or question if you so desire. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. But it's all right Like a load on your back that you can't see Salmon fishing in Alaska At an amusement park in Green Bay Or taking a stroll through Loring Park We're where you are Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com Or with the free Odyssey app This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest. Resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. It shows up in everything from critical race theory to the LGBT movement to cancel culture. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Decide not to be content with merely being a non-racist. Will you decide to make the shift to anti-racism? The brand new documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, exposes the infiltration of Bible-believing churches and denominations by an anti-God, anti-gospel agenda. From George Soros giving money to Campus Crusade to the Southern Baptist Convention's recent flirtation with critical race theory, you will discover how this false ideology is being smuggled into the evangelical church and how the left is stealing your church. Stream it now for $9.99 or get the DVD for $12.99. Watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. What's wrong with the world, mama? Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Thanks as always for tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and going again at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And leave a comment or question if you so desire. Uh, continuing to... Uh, discuss the Judge Katanji uh, Brown Jackson hearings. I always have to say her name slowly. I always, I'm always tempted to say Katanji Jackson Brown, as in the singer Jackson Brown running on empty, which the Democrat arguments are running on empty. For <laughs> say what I did there, 
I had to really reach for that one. I apologize, folks. No, Judge Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. Uh, confirmation hearings have wrapped up. It's uh, I I don't know how this is going to go. Judge um, Senator Joe Manchin, you know, he and Kirsten Cinema have been a couple of the holdouts in some of the Democrats' biggest agenda items. Well, Judge uh, Senator Joe Manchin has said he will be voting for Judge Jackson. So that's at least you would think uh, the other forty-eight Democrats. Plus Joe Manchin's 49 Democrats. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, don't know how she's going to go. But then you have Republicans like Mitt Romney and uh, out of Utah, Lisa Murkowski out of Alaska, Susan Collins out of Maine. I don't know if they've signaled how they're going to vote, but you would think the Democrats would be able to get at least one or two of those. And if that's the case, then Judge Jackson's confirmation is a fait accompli. Look, at the end of the day, I, I am kind I am of the mindset that elections have consequences. Joe Biden was elected president. He gets to select a nominee. And typically your first Supreme Court nominee is allowed to get through relatively unscathed. I mean, yeah, you still ask the tough questions regardless of which president put the nominee up. I mean, that's that that's very appropriate to ask tough questions. They're sitting on the highest court of the land. Okay, and it's a lifetime appointment. Yeah, there should be a heck of a lot of scrutiny. So I'm in the mindset, like, look, you put this nominee through. She's replacing uh, Judge Breyer, who is more of a, a progressive judge. You know, it's it's the balance the balance of power in the court doesn't shift at all, with the exception of the fact, like, well, she's it's a lifetime appointment, okay. Whereas Breyer obviously was a much older man, didn't ha- doesn't have much time left. You know, at the end of this summer, he'll be he'll be done uh, retiring. So uh, I'm in the mindset that I don't have a huge problem that this one goes through okay but this idea that the republicans questioning of uh judge uh, jackson utter it's it's laughable it's absurd on its face and this is uh from a uh, washington post uh let me read the let me get the headline it's an opinion piece by the editorial board republicans boast they have not pulled a kavanaugh in fact they have treated Jackson worse. Yeah, this uh, because, again, with the Republicans, when they were criticized, were saying, uh, you Democrats who ran with a totally unsubstantiated claim of sexual assault and as well as a fantasy claim of Kavanaugh being part of a gang rape when he was a younger person, yeah, you don't get to uh, finger wag at us for asking tough questions of a judicial nominee particularly when it has to do with her judicial philosophy. And the, the Washington Post says, well, yo, you can boast you haven't pulled a Kavanaugh, but you've treated Jackson worse. I'll just read a couple of excerpts uh, from this. A woman credibly accused Mr. Kavanaugh of sexual assault. Democrats rightly asked the committee to investigate. After a superficial FBI review, Republicans pressed forward uh, his nomination. In the end, it was Mr. Kavanaugh who b- behaved intemperately, personally, attacking Democratic senators and revealing partisan instincts that raise questions about his commitment to impartiality. Oh, my gosh. I could probably take a whole hour dissecting the complete bull pucky, I almost said it, bull pucky in that statement. A woman credibly accused Mr. Kavanaugh of sexual assault. Credibility would imply that there is evidence forensic evidence, physical evidence, or otherwise, and that there are corroborations of sexual assault, none of which occurred, none of which were present, none. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who was Kavanaugh's accuser, even her closest confidants and allies could not corroborate a time or place where they met, much less substantiate sexual assault that took place 35 years earlier when the two were teenagers. And they called it, well, a superficial FBI review. Do you have any idea what kind of vetting process a judge goes through when he is nominated to the highest court of the land? And that, what are there, about six or seven FBI background checks, at least, from what I understand? So don't you think that in a thorough, exhausting background check that something of that nature would occur 
And Kavanaugh, and then they mentioned, well, Kavanaugh, it was in the end, it was Mr. Kavanaugh who behaved intemperately, attacking Democrats. Yeah, you know what? I would be pretty uh, on edge, too, and intemperate if someone accused me of a gang rape. Yeah, I wouldn't be exactly calm, cool, and collected. Listen to how I'm talking right now. It's not even me that was accused of it. This is just utter garbage that the Washington Post puts through. They're the ones who sanctimoniously, when Trump, remember when Trump was elected, they're the ones who sanctimoniously came up, well, democracy dies in darkness. You know, they came up with that cutesy little slogan. So democracy was allowed to um, be buried under layers of bull crap prior to that and subsequent to Trump's uh, losing his reelection. Uh, By contrast, I'll continue with the Washington Post uh, piece. By contrast, Republicans have smeared Judge Jackson based on obvious distortions of her record in the law. Senator Lindsey Graham and others painted her as a friend of child pornographers, despite the fact that her sentences in their cases reflect the judicial mainstream. Okay, like I said, that's that's a fair criticism. Okay, to say that should Republicans really be focused on that aspect of her judicial record simply because that really isn't relevant to her sitting on the Supreme Court because they're ruling on constitutional matters. But this idea that they were saying she was a friend of child pornographers is, again, complete garbage because they're wanting to get a, a handle on why the lenient sentences. You know, again, talking about her actions as a judge, which is perfectly appropriate in this case. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Mr. Graham also attacks Judge Jackson for her work defending Guantanamo Bay uh, uh, detainees, acknowledging that no one should judge her for representing unpopular defendants or advocating zealously for her clients and then proceeding to do just that. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn used much of her time assailing uh, those concerned about uh, transgender people. Well, as Ed Morrissey at uh, HotAir.com pointed out, Yeah, that's not actually what uh, Senator Blackburn did. The editors mischaracterized this in order to avoid recognizing that Jackson fumbled badly when Blackburn asked Jackson to define the word woman. Furthermore, this matters when it comes to federal law. Uh, In fact, it matters greatly, uh, as Ed wrote uh, earlier in the week. And again, this is from a different uh, hot air piece from Ed Morrissey. Uh, Jackson will be expected to rule on issues related to biological sex, such as Title IX enforcement, a particular issue at the moment that will almost certainly be heading to courtrooms. If the word woman and or female have no meaning, then neither does a whole raft of legislation passed by Congress and signed into law. The administration just got done celebrating the Violence Against Women Act renewal, for instance. What does that mean if woman does not have a specific definition grounded in law? It's not called violence against persons who identify as anything but traditionally male law, after all. Besides, if Jackson insists that this question needs to go to a biologist, then the answer is clear for lay people, too. It doesn't take a Ph.D. to figure out biological sex in humans. That's elementary school biology, not biology 640. It's feigned idiocy and nothing more in service to feelings over facts. That may be what it takes for progressive political activists to reach success these days, but it's not a good look for an aspirational Supreme Court justice. So, again, I was referring to, and I don't, I'm not going to play that uh, sound clip, Jacob. I kinda, I'm going to withhold it. It's only 20 seconds long, but basically you've all seen the clip where Senator Blackburn asks if uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson can define a woman. And she says, basically, she says, you know, I, I cannot. I'm not a biologist. She says, no, I can't. I'm not a biologist. Well, again, this is where progressives want it both ways. It's like, well, wait a minute. Transgender ideology, we're told, has nothing to do with biology. Biology is, you know, just basic. It's, you know, male or female, XX chromosome or XY chromosome, which 99.99999% of the population has one or the other, an XX chromosome or XY chromosome. Okay, but Katanji Brown-Jackson, so terrified of the progressive orthodoxy that she completely just waves off the question. Well, no, I can't. I, I'm not a biologist. And people ridiculed Senator Blackburn 
for playing politics with that question. Well, as I read from that Ed Morrissey hot air piece, there is going to be some legislation brought forth before the court that they're going to have to rule on pertaining to women. So it would behoove Judge Jackson to know the actual definition of a woman, which is an adult female human, and no, female is not a fluid meaning. Sorry, it's just not. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, and that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PIPE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PIPE for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code PIPE. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018-800-884-9018-800-884-9018-800-884-9018-800-884-9018. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. And uh, we do have our live stream up and running again at our Facebook page. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is what you want to do a search for once you go to Facebook.com. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in, uh, kind of taking a shift in uh, COVID or into COVID news, I should say. Uh, you know, once the Omicron variant, which you know we had talked about in this show, uh, it, it showed that it was much uh, more contagious than any of the previous uh, strains of the coronavirus, but symptoms were less severe hospitalizations, deaths, thankfully, significantly reduced. And so 
doing what a virus normally does, the different mutations and strains of it uh, less severe. And, you know, it may be that we have to live with some strain of coronavirus. Now they're talking about a uh, another variant, a BA2 Omicron variant, which is being monitored in Europe. So we may have to do this mask theater all over again. They may recommend a fourth uh, COVID shot. Who's to say? But uh, we'll definitely keep an eye upon it. But this is from uh, last, uh, this would be Monday, on WCCO uh, TV's website. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Health is reporting 458 additional COVID-19 uh, cases and seven more deaths on Monday. And again, as I've always said, just one death from this thing is way, way, way too many. The fact that there's seven deaths, heartbreaking, tragic, no no question about it. But I remember at the height of the pandemic where there was routinely 30 to 40 deaths per day and at, uh, at near the end of 2020, you know, as we got into winter, you know, we were seeing three-day totals, you know, in excess of a couple of hundred. So it was a pretty scary situation. Uh, but here is what I looked at as the good news. Uh, this update comes as the state's latest positivity rate, a seven-day rolling average, has fallen below 3%. It's at 2.9% as of March 11, which is a figure that hasn't been seen since July. Now, you give that proper context— uh, the vaccine became available at the end of 2020 into early 2021. And obviously the emphasis was on uh, those who were immunocompromised, our senior citizens, as well as those frontline essential workers. Now, my wife was on the initial list of essential workers because she's a public school teacher. And if they wanted kids to get back in the classroom, you know, they wanted the teachers to be vaccinated. So my wife, you know, got her first two jabs. I think she got one in February and one in March, if I'm not mistaken. You know, she was one of the earliest. And my thing was, you know, I, I work in an office. I had the option of working at home. Uh, I'm a healthy individual. You know, I am older. I'm in my 50s, but I didn't have any underlying health conditions. So I was waiting it out, waiting for those who were more essential, those who were immunocompromised, the elderly, wanted them to get their jab first. And so then once, you know, they vaccines ramped up April and May. I got my, my two jabs. And by that point, those by the summer of 2021, those who wanted a vaccine, it was pretty easy to get one. And so that's why you saw July of 2021, uh, the positivity rate down below 3%. And we're at that again. Now we went through that wave of Omicron. We were still dealing with the, well, we dealt with the Delta variant first, um, but that was definitely more a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated, the Delta variant. And then the Omicron, that was there were get, there were a lot of breakthrough cases of Omicron, but it was less severe for those who were who were vaccinated. So I say that to all to say this is good news that people who wanted to get a vaccine, they're widely available. OK, I mean, heck, they were the, the government was practically giving people like $100 gift cards to go get a vac- to go get a vaccine whereas the first part of 2021 the first quarter of 2021 they were like whoa, whoa whoa okay i know people are wanting to get the vaccine get the jab but you know let's wait for the immunocompromised the elderly the frontline workers let's let's let them get it first okay and how it slowly shifted into you know everybody who wanted to get one and got one so i say that to say this is good news right and Combine that with the fact that kids, particularly elementary age kids, this has been documented, are less likely to get coronavirus than adults who are vaccinated. So kids were always in the very, in the low risk category. That doesn't mean there was a zero percent chance. Those of those of you who are wanting to get to COVID zero, it's fantasy land. Knock it off. Ain't happening. All right. Those of us who want, who are willing to assess some risk, mitigate a little risk, what have you, let us live our lives. If you want to live under this permanent pandemic, then make the uh, adjustments necessary. But as far as elementary age kids, the, the risk is minuscule. So that having been said, the Kabuki theater that was making kids wear masks, even at the height of the pandemic, 
Certainly that has to stop, right? Certainly that has to be dead and buried. Assume room temperature, bag it, tag it, right? Well, St. Paul Pioneer Press has a story from the following day, Tuesday, that tells us a little differently. St. Paul Public Schools will continue to require face masks for the foreseeable future after a 3-2 to two school board vote Tuesday. The board rejected Superintendent Joe Gothard's recommendation to make masks optional as long as the risk of in-school coronavirus spread is low. Of the nation's 500 largest school districts, just 35, including St. Paul and Minneapolis, hey, look at this. We, you know, we here in the Twin Cities, we're so needy. We like to stand out some way. Apparently, uh, they're one of the uh, 7% of largest school districts are, that are still requiring masks, according to the website Burbio. Uh, board member Uriah Ward expressed concern that lifting the mandate could harm students of color who are vaccinated at lower rates. He said comments he's heard from the public have been split. Well, okay, as I said, anybody who wants to get a vaccine can get a vaccine. Now, again, there are some other inhibitions to students of color. I understand that. I get that. Okay, and typically the the majority of them, or I don't know if it's a majority, but a good number of them in uh, uh, impoverished conditions. And maybe it's a question of, you know, reliable transportation to getting to a vaccine appointment. Public transportation isn't all that reliable. Or it could be, and, and this is specific to the black community, there is a a general distrust of the medical community. And given the history with the medical community, that's not totally unwarranted. And I can't blame him for that. But again, this is a risk that they're willing to take. If they're not vaccinated, if students aren't vaccinated right by this point, it means that their parents, in all likelihood, don't want them to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Well, again, that's their choice. But students who are vaccinated and at low risk of getting COVID anyways, why are they still being made to wear masks? It's it's always been kabuki theater with students being forced to wear them. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this is, uh, again, a quote from board member uh, Uriah Ward. I don't think there's an easy answer on this. He said, my inclination has been to err on the side of keeping people safe by wearing cloth masks, the majority of them, that are not effective. Okay? It's a mitigating factor, but they're not very effective. And, again, you combine that with the fact that our positivity rate is as lowest as it's been since the pandemic began, and we're still playing these games. Unbelievable. Uh, Joining him in keeping masks on were uh, Chantel Allen and Halla Henderson. Uh, Jim Vu and Jessica Kopp voted to lift the mandate. Kopp said parents have been wondering when the masks would come off, and it makes sense to require them only when the CDC says they're necessary. Uh, We can adapt as needed, she said. Uh, Zuki Ellis and Janelle Foster were absent. The same three board members, Ward, Allen, and Henderson, also voted in January to move all St. Paul schools to online learning during a coronavirus surge, but that vote lost 4-3. to three. So perhaps the two members that were absent would have also voted to lift the mandate, making masks optional. Uh, who's to say? Uh, absolutely ridiculous. And again, uh, this is also in line with a, uh, this is also interesting timing, I should say, with a study that came out recently. This is from Politico.com. Headline reads, a Harvard poll indicates 40%, of parents believe masks at school harmed their kids. Uh, a significant percentage of parents whose children wore masks in school during the last year believed it harmed their education, social interactions, and mental health, according to a political Harvard survey. The polls finding come as the Biden administration monitors events in Europe where BA2, a subvariant of Omicron, is wreaking havoc and White House officials warn that masks may be necessary if COVID-19 in cases increase in the United States. That would be an incredibly tough sell to parents of school-aged children, according to the survey. More than 4 in 10 believe mask-wearing harmed their children's overall scholastic experience, compared to 11% who said it helped, but nearly half parents said masks make no difference. So if you want to really crunch the numbers, 
close to 90% believe masks have harmed their kids or have made no difference. And that makes sense if you're actually following the science, which says kids, particularly, again, I'll, I'll repeat it, elementary age kids are at low risk to contract coronavirus, even lower risk than vaccinated adults. So what are we doing here? And again, we're, we're a country right now that's $30 trillion in debt, and you have a future generation who has fallen behind and therefore are that much further behind in being able to be a more productive member of society. When, when I say it that way, I mean out there being a wage earner, contributing to the GDP, okay? And if there's less revenue being generated, guess what else that means? Less uh, resources we have to go after this very perilous financial situation, which is absolutely stupefying, frightening, and a dereliction of duty that more elected officials aren't talking about our $3030 trillion in debt. And guess what? Interest, interest rates have been absurdly low for a long time now. They're going to have to come up here eventually. And when they do, it's going to get to the point where all tax revenue collected is going to basically cover the interest on our national debt. That means no other revenue for anything else. Okay? So this all kind of ties together here. And I've said it many times on this broadcast. What we have done to kids during this pandemic is something we're going to have to wear with shame for generations to come. I'm ashamed of what's what we've done to our kids. It's awful. The one silver lining, and again, I've pointed this out before, is that it has now expedited the conversation of what is, I believe, the civil rights issue of our time, which is school choice. You want to find bipartisan coalition around an issue? School choice is it. My colleague... And friend on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg, says it all the time. The one thing he talks to about elected or candidates running for statewide office, get to the urban areas and talk to parents of charter school students. That's where you're going to make the inroads regarding school choice. And this, what kids, what public schools are allowing to happen to kids, keeping them in masks, okay, that absolutely has expedited the discussion about school choice and prompted parents who otherwise wouldn't even consider it. Yeah, there it's a very serious discussion at this point. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. How do you cool your lips after a song? AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Americans don't trust big media. The source you can trust is Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Millions are watching Newsmax and the Newsmax team with Rob Finnerty, Eric Bowling, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith, Greg Kelly, Stinchfield and Rob Schmidt. Plus weekends with Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Gorka and Wendy Bell. 20 million people have made the switch to Newsmax. Try it. You may never go back. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround... Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. 
Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. This is me, Brad Carlson, with one final segment this hour. Continuing our COVID talk, speaking of absurd elected official decisions on handling of the pandemic, uh, I've said many times that there have been a lot of farcical statements over the two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, none more vapid and just flat-out insulting than we're all in this together. Because, no, we're not all in this together. Those uh, are, those elected officials who are making decisions on what to do in this pandemic, none of them, none of them had to sacrifice anything whatsoever. None of them. Uh, and again, here's a uh, another reminder of how that sentiment of we're all in this together was unequivocal bull crap. After months of pressure, Mayor Eric Adams is exempting professional athletes and performers from the city's workplace vaccine mandate. That means Brooklyn Nets fans could soon see Kyrie Irving play home games. And the news came down right before Major League Baseball starts its new season. Uh, CBS 2's John Diaz reported Thursday. Mayor Adams said the exemptions take effect immediately, regardless of the performers and players' COVID vaccine status. Currently, only non-resident are exempt under this executive order. We are expanding it to the residents of New York City, Adams said at a press conference at City Field. It is a considerable reversal from his original position of honoring a Mayor de Bla- Bill de Blasio administration rule requiring COVID vaccines in the workplace. So how can this be interpreted any other way than there are separate rules for the elites of New York City? I mean, performers, professional athletes, that's upper crust. That's elite in New York City. But those working stiffs, New York City, they don't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason. Sorry, can't go to your workplace. Can't happen. And if your workplace requires you to be there in person, yeah, too bad, so sad. Uh, this, this is just, again, this just emphasizes how there is separate rules depending on which class you're in. You, you want to talk about, I mean, people constantly reference you know, Jim Crow when it comes to, you know, things like uh, Republican-held legislatures in different states passing uh, uh, different voter laws, okay, to strengthen voter security. You know, they call that Jim Crow 2.0. But yet, discriminating against people who don't want to to get a vaccine? Well, unless you're an upper-crest athlete or performer again, sorry, sucks to be you. I mean, this just this is just absolutely unbelievable, and I think the absurdity was uh, a bright light was shined on the absurdity when uh, 
they lifted a mask mandate in New York City. So Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, he could go sit in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn where the Nets play their home games. He could go sit there in the audience without a mask, thousands of people crunched together, but he couldn't play with his teammates who were mere feet away on the court. That punctuated, that just accentuated the absurdity of these mandates. And I think Mayor Adams, it got to the point, it was like, okay, yeah, it's it's kind of absurd. You know, I mean, uh, there, are, there are baseball teams, opposing, opposing baseball teams, opposing basketball teams who are going to come to town and play our respective home teams. Yeah, they don't need to be vaccinated, but those play for home teams, they need to. Huh, it's going to put our home teams at a, a distinct uh, uh, disadvantage here. Yeah, why, why don't we lift the mandate? Yeah, it probably has nothing to do with the teams you're rooting for are going to suffer because of this, right? And, oh, by the way, I, I don't know if anybody has verified this, but billionaire uh, New York Mets owner Steve Cohen apparently, again, I, this may be just conjecture, but there's rumor that he was a generous donor to uh, Eric Adams' Uh, mayoral campaign, and obviously it's unlimited donations to political action committees, which support Eric Adams' mayoral campaign. Again, I don't know if anybody has verified that, but uh, I'm not saying that was Eric Adams' motivation, but how can anybody see this any other way than you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours? I mean, this is just, this is how uh, it was always done. So, yeah, if you want to, again, we're two year we're a little more than two years into the pandemic and there and on Comedy Central, by the way, they still have those coronavirus.gov ads. Stay whether you have coronavirus or not, you need to stay home. I mean, these are ads you ran in April and May of twenty twenty. Why are they still running these ads? Did the government put up billions of dollars of ads up front and they have to just be used up? It's absurd. But again, uh as uh, one former New York City mayor said, Ed Koch, when he was ousted in favor, favor of David Dinkins back in the 80s during the Democrat primary, they begged him to run as an independent. He says, no, nope, no, nope, the people have spoken and they will be punished. Kind of speaks for itself here, doesn't it? Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Hey, carpe diem. Awesome. That means we're going fishing, eh? No, carpe diem. It's Latin. It means to seize the day, like do it now, which is what you got to do if you want a custom-built Arctic spa from Premier Pool and Spa. That's kind of like... ASAP, eh? Yeah, now you got it. Due to the increased demand for Arctic spas, you should order your custom-built spa now. So call Premier Pool and Spa and pick the color you want, the size, the kind of LED lighting, the number of pumps and jets, all that stuff. Hey, that's like over 2 million combinations. That's right. Do it today, because the early bird gets the worm, you know. Nice worms. That means we are going fishing. No. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. PremierPools.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. 
now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.